Hey there, everybody. Nick Thomas here with The Couch Divided. You'll notice that Robin Hall is not with me right now, and that's because we're releasing a very special episode. It's one of my audio blogs. I released one recently called Nick's Emotional Risk, which got uh, pretty good feedback. Uh, you guys were emailing us and saying how much it encouraged you. It was kind of a tearjerker, and uh, we decided to release another one. I, I wrote a series of blogs about a year ago, just some kind of thoughts of my own from my past and, uh, you know, the struggles that it took to get out of it and what my disposition was in before Christ. And this audio blog is uh, well, sort of the same thing. It's called self-deprecation and comedy. Now, if you've listened to recent episodes, which I know you have, you've heard me say uh, a few times that I used to do stand-up comedy. And uh, self-deprecation is, you know, one of the elements that I used in stand-up comedy. And it was it was great, really. I mean, it made for good laughs and irony. But uh, I slowly started to become depressed because I was believing my jokes. And so I don't want to spoil the whole blog uh, here for you. But uh, I just wanted to give you a little bit of the mind of a comic, the mind uh, that I in the state of mind that I was in from the past and uh, what Christ has done to get me out of that. Of course, depression is going to be uh, spoken about here, and uh, also living on a lie, too, as well. You know, the scripture says to love God and love neighbor. And a lot of people say that you have to learn to love yourself before you love your neighbor. And uh, I actually disagree with that, uh, that whole thing. The world talks about self-love, self-love, self-love. Now, the Bible does talk about self-love, but it's usually in the ways of wisdom. He who gains sense loves his own soul, right? Wisdom, logic, knowing who your God is, is nurturing your own soul because that, you know, you were made to glorify God, made to commune with God, and so by hating oneself, it's a, it's, a, it's a sin, it's a form of idolatry, you're actually unable to love God. And so when you come to God, he teaches you that wisdom, that logic, so that you'd be satisfied in him, and then you can love your neighbor. If you understand that concept, you're nurturing your own soul. And so when I was in this self-deprecative attitude, um, as a comic, of course, you know, you pick on yourself all the time. You think the worst of yourself all the time. You can't really stand to see yourself in the mirror without, uh, well, I like the word yuck, without going yuck every single time that you look in the mirror. And uh, it's something that, uh, you know, I personally still struggle with uh, today. Maybe most of you do too as well, picking on yourself, being a little too hard on yourself. But... Um, there is a new state of mind, and uh, that is with Christ. That is uh, being satisfied with his love, his grace, his mercy. Now, it's easier said than done. We do have to pick up our crosses. We do have to endure our own sicknesses and our struggles and go to the things, um, you know, uh, the things that God has given you. Go to the grave with those things. And uh, it's a very, very hard thing to do, especially if, uh, if you're single, maybe if you're alone. And so maybe, maybe perhaps this, this blog will, uh, will encourage you too as well. Um, I hope you like it. Uh, well, here it is. Self-deprecation and comedy. Okay, what is it about humiliation and irony that makes comedy, or at least that type of comedy, so interesting and funny? I was into stand-up comedy for a long time, and in some ways still am. 
I may even hit the open mics again here shortly. One of the things I found while touring the list of comedians I personally think are funny, usually East Coast comics, is their ability to not only call out their own flaws and awful behaviors, but also their ability to hound and bust on each other like no other. Patrice O'Neill, you are missed. Don't know what I'm talking about? Look up old Opie and Anthony radio clips and listen to them relentlessly make fun of their friends and enemies. I grew up with these comics from the 90s to the early 2000s. Some of them are still around and some of them still make me laugh. Before I met Christ, I wanted to be just like them. They were my idols. I wanted to be the guy with the quick lines and brilliant punches and tags. And because of this, I began to adopt that persona. Comedy became my life. I would hit up open mics occasionally, bust on my friends and make them laugh. I wanted to be original, compelling, and new. I didn't care if you didn't like me. That was just another opportunity for me to completely destroy you with my words. Eventually, I got into drugs and was able to write even better and tell jokes that would make my friends crack up, which would lead them to ask how I would come up with these things. I was getting what I wanted, and abundantly so. Life was great, and I was pursuing, badly mind you, what I wanted to do. However, for some reason, getting what I wanted fractured me from the inside out. I started seeing myself as the biggest insult to comedy and the biggest phony in life. Some of those feelings are still with me today. It's a constant battle sometimes. When it came to stand-up, I was afraid of the stage. I mean, imagine that. A guy who wants to be a comedian was afraid of the stage, and, and even though I mustered up the courage to do open mics a few times, I was completely terrified. I couldn't let the dream go, though. I think it was because I already adopted the identity, and it seemed to be working and doing something in my personal life so that I could continue to be that kind of guy. Plus, I was doing drugs, which made me better at it. If I gave all those things up, then I would be utterly destroyed. Like, what a waste of time. I worked hard for this identity. Everyone seems to like me. I'm funny. I just can't give it up and become like, what, unfunny while battling sobriety and stuck in N.A. for the rest of my life? Hi, I'm Nick, and I'm an addict. Yuck. What a sad disposition. So I continued down this route. Avoiding open mics because of fear, however being funny enough around people where I could still pull off the persona of a comedian, and living a lie pretending to be this active comic and perhaps the people around me would think I'm worth something and original. I was willing to live that lie to achieve it. And that's when the self-deprecation came in. If I could brutalize myself with ironic jokes about my life, then I could continue to walk this road while still doing drugs and possibly with hope, die before anybody finds out. I was actively thinking that, and it's not an exaggeration. And I started getting really good at the art of self-deprecation. Joke after joke came to me. People laughing while I was on speed only perpetuated this ability. And I was getting validation and rewards from my friends and strangers. Now, this is, this is the most difficult part to tell. And I think it was because I was in a daze at the time when this was going on. Everything was rushing at me while having to fulfill this lie. So this required me to stay on my toes at all times. Remember, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die, so it, it shouldn't be that big of a deal to keep this up. I wasn't prepared for how much of this self-deprecation, coupled with the pseudo-comic persona I felt, was going to do to me. And I started believing everything that I was saying about myself. I started believing that it was true with no avenue of release. Though I can make friends laugh, there, there's only so much reward you're going to get from that, and it runs dry pretty quick. 
so the jokes became real when I wrote them on my couch. Silent and alone, high as no other. Eventually the occasional prostitute would laugh, but that's a whole other story. I started becoming my jokes, and the damage of self-deprecation was taking its toll. Remember how I said it was going to die? I wasn't wrong, really. I just didn't understand that my death would be a rotting self-loathing from the inside out. Poking funny at yourself is one thing. We can all use a little bit of that art in our lives. Hyperize that art, and it's utter chaos. Couple that with a lifestyle of speed, and a life in the pit is where you end up. So where's the encouragement on all this? Should I tell you that you're not a loser and to think of yourself as worthy and great? <laughs> I certainly will not. For all I know, you could be the biggest loser there ever was. And there are such people out there. And the point is, if you're going to realize that, then what should you do about it? I mean, aside from submitting to Christ as Lord, I see no reason why you can't just stay a loser. Though uncomfortable as it may feel, who really cares? All you are is a cosmic accident, and a loser by the world's standards, and possibly yours too. Mitch Hedberg chose that route. Christ sought me and bought me. If I'm valuable at all, it's only because I'm made in God's image, and therefore would have to walk in a manner worthy of such attributes. I myself am not worthy of anything, really. But Christ is, and he's worth it. Self-deprecation sucks you dry and tears you away from your creator as you're scrounging for another self-help book that the next scientific study says could be dangerous, which only gives way to another author that tries to nuance the virtue so that they can be featured as a gift under the chairs of Oprah's studio audience or whoever the next goon who does that is. Christ's salvation completely renewed me. <laughs> I no longer am as self-deprecative as before, though I'm still being sanctified and poking my belly fat is still funny. I have a purpose. A hope which ends in a good death. And it's all rooted in God. With a different mind and a new way of life. So what about you, you loser? <laughs>